Hello and thank you for joining us today at Distracted by Life. Our podcast is all about making change within yourself and your relationships. We share conversations, stories, and explore ideas coming from our lifelong journey of the high points and especially the low points where we learn to face our fears or cope with pain, loss, and failure. We do this in a discovery quest to establish patterns around our past and understanding whether we are tripping up from our past or being held hostage by it. We work on identifying ways to move forward, aligning our core values, and unlocking the keys to self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and letting go of what is not serving you positively in life. A better you is always there, ready to explore in a new world. So let's begin. In today's episode, we're looking at work dynamics. Specifically, Amal and I will unpack the question whether chemistry over talent is key to finding the right cultural fit or hiring for a role. For example, when we look at baseball teams, in some cases you'll see a combination of chemistry and talent within the team, while there are other teams who hire for talent only, leaving chemistry at the door and the result is a chaotic dynamic attracting the wrong style of competition leading to unsuccessful runs to the pennant in the end. What's your thoughts, Amal? Hi, Dan. My thoughts, I, you know what? I think when, you, when, you, when I think about these things, I, I have a revelation. You have been lied to, maybe even one of the biggest lies in the last 20 years. because per- the, the I, Personally, I have been? Well, you know, pretty much anyone been lied okay. to okay. in the sense that everything about finding talent and there is a war, war about talent, it's just not true. The, the thing is that what matters the most is actually chemistry. Even myself, as I, um, I get prepped for interviews or, or kind of look for a job um, and doing my own research on job hunting, I find out that it's not really so much about the talent and the, the necessarily the skill set because the reality is the skill set you wouldn't apply for a job anyways if you, don't, if you know yourself you can't do it. What's the point? Um, you will be found out anyway. I mean, you won't even get through if you don't have the skill set to apply for a specific job. But really what I find out through the interview questions and when you go through the first interview, second interview, and the third, or God knows what, up to five interviews for that matter, it really is about the fit and the talent uh, and, and, and the chemistry. It's um, what we know a, a lot about finding great talent. We definitely know a lot about finding great talent and the tools and resources to bring good candidate to the pipeline. But finding talent isn't that much mystery, really. It's it's what matter most is the chemistry. That's why executive assistant care about chemistry when they're looking to partner with an executive and vice versa. A lot of that I see is that when I go for interviews, and I deal with uh, and I meet with the executive or vice versa, I'm actually looking for fit in the chemistry more so. Can, can it be someone that I see myself work with, stomach, uh, long, uh, alongside on a daily basis? And they do the same thing. Talent is essential in keeping you on the right path and career progression. But remember, the goal is chemistry. And that's all about getting a group of people to work together effectively. All right. <clears throat> so how do you build this chemistry? Well, you encourage helping behaviors. So help others, but be a cheerleader 
by motivating others, socialize and build relationship at work and outside of work. However, this building relationship at work is a bit tricky as most of these relationships tend to lean towards surface level, most of them actually. If that's something you're okay with, then great. I'm not okay with. If, if not, I suggest tempering your expectation of what you will be getting out of work relationships. So when you think about chemistry, where do you begin? Well, the actual keys are clear. Roles and, and expectation. Shared leadership among the team. And genuine commitment to no negativity. That means no talented jerks. Just start with a conversation with the team. Tell them if you think chemistry is good, uh, but not great. So kind of you're sharing what you think about the chemistry you see across the team. You tell them it's good, but not necessarily great. And then share your thoughts about chemistry. So basically, what chemistry means to you? Define that for them, what it looks like. Also ask them for their own opinion, their take on it. Then be ready to be quiet and listen to what they have to say. You might be surprised by what you hear and move a little closer to great chemistry because you made it two-way street. You're letting them, you share your own chemistry, your own take on it. You're, you're listening to what, what they think chemistry is for them and what their take on it. And kind of this might end up bringing you closer to that common ground to what chemistry look like among the team members. I'm actually curious then about your thoughts from your own work experience as a leader yourself and building your own team. What have been the key attributes that you looked for when building your team? Hmm. Good question. I really gave it much thought. Okay, right off the bat, positivity and motivation. Uh, they're two separate things. You can be motivated to find a new job because you hate your old job. And I've interviewed people like that before. But positivity makes a difference um, if you have that good outlook. Transferable skills, always important. Um, may not be skills directly related to the position they're applying for, but they're transferable. And that's the beauty of it. Um, there are certain soft skills that, that come along with it. Depending on the role, you know, recent education examples, um, obviously experience helps. It helps quite a bit. But if you have two people with the same amount of experience, I'm really going to look for that person that's positive, that's motivated, and um, and I think and that's, I guess that's about it. Well, I mean, oh, 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 and and very, very important are, are two soft skills. One is definitely a soft skill: is that they're not afraid to speak their mind. Absolutely need that uh, because that keeps me in check. And number two is definitely not afraid to hire someone, and you have to hire somebody that is smarter than you. Um, you I know, agree. there's good and bad about it, but, uh, most important, that's how you build your team with A-listers as best as you can. I would have to add to this as a coach, I would have to add to this. They are also open to being coached. That's a, that's a very important th thing, uh, skill I feel, um, or a trade someone should have when joining a team or being part of a team because what it brings me loops me back into this if you hire s people that are smarter than you you have to have the confidence enough that hiring people smarter than you or have more um bag background and education than you or experience in, sp in some specific area you have to look at it, it what would benefit the overall the success of the team and move the objectives of the 
the organization forward. But if you look at it as a, as a threat, then you are gonna not you're gonna have people not getting along within the team and it will spread kind of a toxicity of in terms of insecurity and lack of uh, confidence in someone's own skin but then when you you also when you hire someone who's smarter than you know more than you are they coachable because they are maybe maybe they need to be coached in conflict resolution because in reality is you can find the skill set and the talent and it won't cross, they won't be perfect across the board in everything that would make them uh, advancing to becoming a leader. There will be some areas and gaps that they're not necessarily good at and they have just because they maybe they haven't had the opportunity to tap into it and experience and practice that, but also maybe because they don't have the full scope of the experience in that area so how do you get people to balance what they're good at and being open to coaching that's what makes a good fit in the team is that you kind of map your talent within that team group of people and kind of complement each other you have to teach them you have to almost kind of infuse this culture thing about mapping talent and infuse you know different skill set and strength will complement the team and that's where chemistry also becomes strong because when you have a good fit of a group of people the chemistry is solid they don't see each other as a threat now I, I mean i have to say that every single one of my team um, at the very beginning of my career uh, it hurt to see somebody go i took it personally but then i realized they have to grow like i do so from then on, every single one of my team knew straight right off the bat, if you're going to leave, and eventually you will, if you're going to leave, it has to be for a position that's above the one you have now. I will help you get there. And if I can't, one of the other team will help you get there. That has been very successful for me over the years. Now, some people did not work out, unfortunate. Um, but the ones that did, which is the large, large majority, have gone on to bigger and better things. And I'm very happy that they have. Um, and they picked up new skills. 40% my own personal estimation. 40% of their job was hard skills. You either know how to program, you know how to work the networks, you know how to do operations. Um, but sixty, at least 60% was getting along, managing projects, managing people, you know, conflict resolution. To me, the soft skills were the majority of the qualifications for the job. That is how you, you know, get a good team together. I agree because soft skills in theory, it's actually... It's, I think it's underrated. It, it, it's very hard to practice them in real life. You know, you can go get obtain a new skill set and, and, and take a course or take a, a degree on something and then you're good to go and you have all the, the theory and stuff and you can come and kind of um, put that in place in your new role or in the current role that you're trying to take a, a specific project or something like of that sort. But when it comes to the, the, the soft skills, which is getting along with people and government resolution and management and change yes, management. You and can all have all that, the talent in the world, it, but if you come to work and you're a dick, forget it. It's very hard to um, actually 
it's hard to put them it's hard to practice them because everyone can speak a good can have a everyone can have a good talk but then how do you really do you live by that so with that said there you have it folks thank you so much for tuning in until next time you make the journey worthwhile back to you then well thanks Amal and uh, thank you all for joining us here Distracted by Life If you are interested to learn more, check out our other podcasts, of course, or hop online to Amal's website at amalcandido.com, where she talks about her coaching world covering life, leadership, and mindfulness, including links to popular podcasts and to her books as well. With that said, stay tuned for our next episode from Amal and myself. Thanks again, and talk to you soon.